0: Hello, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dr. Louise, and I help cycle breakers confidently make decisions by unleashing the power of philosophy. So I'm very excited for this episode. It It is inspired by some recent work I have done with one of my amazing clients who's in my group coaching program called the Thoughtful Survivor Club. And this is a little... You know, I, I was most recently inspired by this interaction with my one of my clients, but it's come up in other client meetings, and I've been using it some in my own life, honestly, lately, and I really want to share it with y'all. I want I want you to have this golden nugget. So today, we're going to be talking about a somewhat scary strategy that is really going to take your cycle breaking to the next level. Okay, so this is one of those tricks to level up, to get to the next stage. This is especially good if you're feeling a bit stuck, if you feel like you want some more growth, but you're not quite sure how to get there or what that looks like. This strategy can definitely help you. Now, this is a little bit of an intense strategy, okay? So, I want to make sure that you are safe and you are taking care of yourself to implement this strategy. So, we're going to, we're going to do some checks. Okay. I want, I want you to resist going into this. If you are in a big moments of a lot of change. Okay. Change is a lot for your body. It's a lot for your brain. I don't want you to take this on. Um, if you're already going through a lot, right? If you are actively being abused in some way, shape or form, please do not do this. Um, this is going to take some, we're going to have to face some big, heavy stuff. And I don't want you doing that if you're already compromised, okay? Um, I want you, if if you are in a state where you are in process of healing, I want you to make sure that you have your resources on deck. I want you to have your therapist if you need a therapist. I want you to have your coach if you ha- if you have a coach. If you feel like you really do need... Um, some professional support as you work through this. Um, Put this off until you've secured that support, okay? Um, That's going to ensure if stuff comes up for you as you're implementing this strategy, you already have those resources on deck. Now, for those of us who don't have the luxury of having those kind of resources, I want to make sure that you have somebody you can text, somebody you can call up, right? It could be friends, it could be families, it could be acquaintances, like whatever you're gonna feel comfortable with. I want you to have something somewhere. It could be a Discord. I've got I've gotten into Discord lately. Do y'all use Discord at all? I've got a couple um groups that use it and I'm kind of liking it over there. Um Discord's got its own kind of weird vibe. It reminds me of like discussion forums from back in the early internet, um but it's like better than that it's it's the very updated version now we can do little animations and stickers and youtube video links and stuff <laughs> okay that was a tangent right whatever space you got where you're gonna feel supported um i want you to have something like that if you're if you're gonna face this okay because this is kind of intense and depending on where you are it's gonna hit real good and it could hit real real sideways okay that's why it's a little bit scary it's a little bit scary so i mean now that i've said all of that right you've got your resources on deck you've got something pretty much everybody should have at least one of those things that they they can have if they're gonna do this uh i know us i know us as a group um uh, as cycle breakers we do not always have the networks of people that other folks have but use whatever resources you got on deck okay all right. So let's talk about the strategy, the strategy. All right. So I want you you take a deep breath? I want you to take a deep breath, make it real deep, real deep. Okay. I want you to get into your body a little bit, if that's a safe place for you. And I want you, we're going to, we're going we're gonna to think about um, the things that have been heavy on your mind lately. Whatever that is, right? It might be about work. It might be about your kids. It might be about um, some big life decision you've made. It might be about going no contact with an abusive person. It might be about maintaining your boundaries at work, whatever, whatever's on your mind. And I want you to notice as you're thinking about this, where, where does your body start to feel a little elevated? Where do things start to feel more sticky, right? What are you thinking about when the feelings start to get a little heavier? What are you thinking about? Where do the emotions get more raw? Maybe as you're thinking more about this topic, you're thinking more about whatever thing is weighing real heavy on you. Maybe you start to actually get close to tears. Maybe some big feelings. Are coming up for you there okay I want you to explore this topic i want you to explore this question long enough to notice when do you start to get real emotional okay once you've got that once you know what what am i thinking about when i start to feel real emotional in this space what is the thought that's in front of me When the feelings really start to manifest physically, right? So that could be tears. That could be an elevated heart rate. That could be some faster breathing. Maybe you're getting a little clammy. It's going to present different for all of us. What is the thought in front of your brain when that occurs? As soon as you can identify that, I want you to leave the space, walk away, exit the room imagine yourself walking through a portal and you plop out into your favorite spot in nature right you get to that that place where things are intense and then mentally leave that space okay we are not going to go poking right there at this moment that is a little exercise to help us find what thought feels the most emotionally loaded right now okay now if i was a therapist i might recommend some things you could go do over there we might go exploring that scary thought in terms of a lot of specific things from your past Um, i'm not a therapist if i was a minister i might ask you to notice what kinds of feeling like labeling the feelings and like let's go up look in some you know, religious texts and check out what advice is given in these various texts about that kind of emotion. I'm not a minister. That's not my vibe. I am, in fact, a philosopher. And as a philosopher, one of the things I have learned, especially as a woman in philosophy, now if you don't know, philosophy as a field is very (laughs) male-dominated. We are... We are a little bit of a sausage fest over there, which, you know, you know, I am somebody who actually more often than not is more comfortable around men than women, probably because my mom was not the best, but you know, there's some weird stuff going on over there. But as a, a woman in philosophy, one of the things that I noticed very early on in my studies of philosophy is that, um... The men over there like to imagine that the world is extremely rational, that we can just solve all of our puzzles, we can solve all our problems through pure rational deliberation. And as a survivor of long-term abuse, as um, someone who's been socialized as a woman, right, you know, women in our society are told to be, that we are more emotional creatures. In some ways, women are socialized to be able to express emotion more easily more regularly than people who are socialized as men in our society are so you know i'm I'm also kind of an empath i'm just i'm like a, their feelings play a big role in my experience so you know when i'm hanging out with all these philosophers they're like everything is rational and if it's not rational kick it to the curb and then i see them like driving all of their thinking by things that are basically emotions <laughs> it's just, just like you know what you know what gentlemen even you're not following your own crap. (laughs) So, okay. Hard facts, hard facts. In my experience as a philosopher, as someone who's been socialized as a woman in philosophy, your emotions are often the linchpin to a lot of our reasoning. Okay. So that exercise we just did helped you identify what Thing you are thinking about when your emotions start to become elevated the fact that your emotions start to get elevated there is a very good sign that there is something important going on there and there's something important right and so what we want to do is apply our reasoning skills to this important thing that's happening with whatever you were thinking about when you started to get emotional okay so what i'd invite you to do here's here's the strategy so the scary part was that we had to go figure out what was emotional what was what was bringing up those emotions right so you know for maybe it's considering the possibility that your mom was right and you're really a selfish brat right suppose your abusive mother said this to you that you were a selfish brat and you know in your in your waking life it's just hanging like what what if what if my mom was right what if my mom was right and i am a selfish brat and as soon as you think that you're like oh your body starts to be like oh right you start to have all those physiological responses so as a philosopher i want to invite you to explore that possibility directly Okay. Now it might be emotional, which is why we've got those other resources on deck. We got our mental health professionals if needed. We've got coaches, if that's the right tool, we've got friends and family. But what I really want us to do is to notice that emotional thing. And unlike our instinct, right? Which our instinct is, it can go lots of different ways. For some of us, our instinct is going to be to run the hell away from that. That, that that involved big feelings we don't want that head the other way some of us are going to be like that some of us are just going to go into a state of rumination and just kind of repeat oh my god what if she's right oh my god what if she's right and when we do think about you know examples possible examples and when we were a selfish brat we might just repeat those in our mind over and over again that's called rumination um for some of us that's our instinct I want us to, whatever your instinct is, potentially, like, just put, put a little pin in that, pull a pin in that for right now. We're not trying to get away from that completely, but we're doing a special activity right now. So I want you to set that down. And what I want you to do is to actually write write down what is the question that's bothering you. So in our example, the question is, what if I am a selfish brat? And what if I am a selfish brat? Okay. And... I want you to go into a state of analysis, analysis, right? Um, I'm I'm an analytic philosopher. So a lot of what I do is to analyze ideas and I want us to analyze this idea. So what I want you to do is you've noticed, okay, what if I'm a selfish brat? I want you to think of some examples that your mother, were worried about this because your mother said this to you, right? What are some examples your mother would give of when you were acting like a selfish brat okay and your mother we know she's going to have a very critical perspective of you so what i want you to do is to write down those examples what happens i want you to consider what your mother would say about it right she's going to make a list of bad things that you did in that situation that all add up to you being a selfish brat okay so you're going to take your mom's perspective there and just say okay yeah if I was a selfish brat, here's all the bad, bad stuff I did there. And then I want you to take a third person perspective on that same situation. Okay. So pretend that you are God, pretend that you are the narrator of the story. And I want this third person perspective. I want you to list out the good things that happened in that situation, right? So this Third person perspective doesn't believe that you're a selfish brat here. They believe, like, look, in that same scenario, you know, you helped this person or you did this good thing or this is the positive that came from that. Okay. So that God's perspective, that third person perspective is going to write down the good stuff. So now you got the si- situation, the example of the piece of evidence that supports the idea that you are a selfish brat. You now have your mother's analysis of it, so that would be the bad stuff. You've got the third person, god's eye perspective saying, "Oh, but there's like good stuff. Here are the good things that happened here." Okay, so you've got that's the layout. We got bad, we got good, we got the scenario. Now I want you to re-enter, I want you to re-enter the space. And I want you to now do your own analysis of the circumstance. I want you to look at the bad stuff. I want you to look at the good stuff. And I want you to say like, okay, so even if I was acting in this way, um, I either agree that this was a case of me being a selfish brat, or I disagree that this was being a selfish brat. Okay. So I want you to analyze the situation. Look at the good, the bad And decide for yourself, like, do I think the person that was in this scenario is a selfish brat or not? Okay, and I want you to do that for several scenarios, right? Think of some different examples maybe your mother used to to do this. Now, why are we doing this? Why are we analyzing these different scenarios? Well, what we're trying to do is we're trying to explore the concern that our mom was right. Right, You're getting emotional in this in this example. You're getting emotional because you're really worried that your mom might be right, that you really are a selfish brat. And so we are laying out all of the, not all, but like several pieces of evidence that your mom was right, and we are carefully, slowly going through them. We are looking at them from different perspectives, the perspective of your mother, where things were very bad in that scenario, the perspective of God, where we're noticing especially the things that were good in that scenario. And then we are taking you and your opinion today as contemporary you, and you're going to make a judgment call about what happened in that scenario, right? this is going to help you face that thing that's making you feel emotional. Now, what might happen is that you discover like, uh, no, like obviously my mom was wrong. (laughs) Like obviously I'm not a selfish brat. Obviously there is more to the situation than that. That's a very real possibility. And there is still truth in the fact that you were feeling emotional when you considered the possibility that you might be a selfish brat. You felt emotional for a reason when that idea came across your mind. That there is a there is truth in that. Now, intellectually, you might see, okay, I feel something different about that. I'm not actually that worried about that. So, what do I do? Right. <laughs> when you get to that place, if that's what happens to you, then we know that. The emotional response that you had was not grounded specifically in that question. You started to get emotional when we had the question, what if I am a selfish brat come up? But what we might discover here is that the reason that emotion is coming up isn't directly because of that question. It's because of a deeper question that's connected to that one. Okay, so if you do this analysis, you get you get into your thinking brain, you've looked at mom's perspective, at God's perspective, you've looked at your own analysis of the situation, your own judgment of it, and you're like, you know what, I'm not actually worried about that question. That means that the real question that's making you emotional is something deeper. So what we need to do is repeat the sequence once we feel settled on that question we need to go in and do the whole thing again and discover again what is making us emotional try out you can try bringing particular thoughts up in your mind right maybe you'll you'll discover through your analysis like oh actually the real question that's making me feel upset is this one you can go back into that place uh, where I guided you in the first part of this and you can test that one out and see do the are the emotions coming up then? Is that really the one that's getting to you? And then you're going to repeat the process <laughs> And you're going to keep doing this until we discover whatever question is really the one that's tracking the emotions And that question when you find it, that's the actual thing that you're ready to that that your next, your next growth opportunity is around. Great? Right? So sometimes our emotions spike up when we're thinking about certain things, but it's not a direct correlation. This is why. This is exactly why. For those of you who are closer in time to going no contact with um, an abusive person, you know, if you are, occasionally having this urge this feeling that like well maybe I should maybe I should reach out like maybe I'm ready to reach out to my abusive mother or my abusive father or my abusive sibling again if you're having that feeling and that's bringing up a lot of feelings for you I want I want to suggest that just because you're having a strong emotional response to that idea does not necessarily mean that you should immediately go reach out to that person. Because you're having a strong emotional response for some reason. But just because the first thought, the first version of the idea that comes across your mind is, I I want to reach out to them, doesn't mean that is actually what your soul, your spirit, your, your body, your psychology wants you to do. That is a hint. That emotional response is a hint that there's something in the neighborhood of this thought that is bringing something out. We don't want to take the hint and say we've already got the answer. We need to dig. It's just a hint. It turns out that emotions are quite complex. (laughs) So we have to go digging a little bit if we're going to actually figure out what we really want what we really need what the core issue actually is you might be having that emotional response about your mom calling you a selfish brat but you might through your analysis discover the thing you're actually worried about is that you are being selfish in your personal romantic relationship right you're actually it's like not even about your mom It's actually about a completely different circumstance. And you might discover there are actually things you can do to help yourself work through this concern that maybe you're being selfish over there, right? So our emotions are giving us hints, okay? Our emotional selves are, um, the, the tools to access our emotional selves are different than our tools for our reasoning, the reasoning part of our brain. Right. Like our our body systems are kind of separated for the feeling stuff and the thinking stuff. They are very related. They work together, but they are kind of distinct systems like our limbic system, which is the part the fight and flight, um, the part that keeps us, you know, making sure we're eating and all the, those kind of animal parts of us. A little bit separate from the from the thinking part, from the problem solving. So what I, this whole process, this whole scary strategy that I'm talking about is to getting, getting you to use your, to notice, to notice your emotional responses and take that as a foundation for you to apply your reasoning to, right? Listen to the wisdom of your emotions, pull out the part. That you think is driving those emotions at that time do some critical thinking do some real analysis of that and then return to the emotions to see if we're on the right track we've got to work these two things together because If we're too heavy on the thinking, we're going to detach from our bodies. We're going to try to discount our emotions or think that our emotions are somehow a problem in this scenario. We run the risk of missing important evidence that we need. So our reasoning is going to be compromised, even at its best. If we go too hard into the emotions, then we might make mistakes like, not noticing easy fixes that we could have to at least certain parts of our problems, we might fall into a pit of despair when there are rationally things we can do to help mitigate that despair, right? There's a lot that can happen that can go wrong if we go too hard into the emotions, and there's a lot that can go wrong if we go too hard into reasoning. We must, we must marry the two most likely if you are in my space on the internet because my space not not my space (laughs) my space but like if you're in the dr louise bubble here on the internet you're probably somebody who leans first towards the brain stuff towards the thinking self um because that's that's kind of my jam um so this is an invitation this is a way to leverage your skills in the thinking space while honoring the emotions part and there is always this note of caution it's hard to let yourself feel the feelings when a difficult idea crosses your mind okay so that's why this is a scary strategy you gotta learn to apply it at the right times but i promise you if you can find a way to notice when you are starting to get emotional about a particular idea, switch gears, go into a rational analysis kind of state, get a result from that process, and then go back in and check with the emotions again. You are absolutely going to significantly advance your cycle breaking. Cycle breaking is all about getting to know what is going on internally We have to make decisions to shift our patterns of behavior. Often those patterns are visible from the outside, but they're usually being driven by internal things. So we have to learn to do this dance between the emotions and the reasons, and we have to return to it again and again. So if you can master this technique, you are going to definitely be even more of a cycle-breaking badass. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you found it interesting. If you have any questions or thoughts, please let me know. I'm happy to talk more about it. And I hope that this serves you well in your cycle breaking journey. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.